This is HPR episode 2203 entitled Not So Smart. It is hosted by Operat Zero R and is about 8 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is how I am failing at troubleshooting disk IO issues. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. using an old version, portable version of Cool Edit that I created, and at the end, doing noise reduction, it decided to crash. So, lucky you guys get a better, um, more organized uh, podcast for this series. So, what I'm going to be talking about today is my troubleshooting issues around disk I.O. What I think it is, is that disk I.O. is heavy and it reaches a big file. For whatever reason, it craps out locally and over the network SMB, SSH, doesn't matter what I do, but if that I.O. goes up, um, I'm thinking on large files, it seems to want to crap out. So first things first, we want to look, at, look for errors, right? Um, so you want to do a check disk on the system. Um, there's a tune2fs, the number 2fs, that's tune2foxtrotsierra-c1, uh, and then the disk, uh, the partition. And that will, on next boot, scan the disk. So I have all three of my disks, since everything it's crashing all the time, all three of my disks are being scanned when the computer boots up. Um, there's also a smart. Smart will tell you how many errors you've got. I've got no errors across all three disks. They're all Western Digital Blacks. I haven't had any issues with them. Um, <coughs> so I knew that was it. wasn't a problem. I thought about BIOS and firmware on the... BIOS updates for the motherboard and firmware for the hard drives, and I said I uh, tried to get Windows to boot through craziness, and I still couldn't get it to boot. Um, so I, uh, before that, I actually validated that it wasn't any of that stuff because I booted off of Linux Live, and I did some copying to back up stuff, and then I also did some uh, check disk uh, uh, FSCK on and ran those on two different two drives in there for six hours and had no problems. So it's got something to do with something running or the kernel or who knows what. Um, second thing I started to do is uh, look at the look at the error logs. Um, there's a Windows app called Tracer .exe, Tracer 32.exe and Log Expert. Um, Tracer 32.exe I think might be part of Windows Server or something. I don't know where I found it. Um, it was on a work computer at some point in time. Um, and then you have, that kind of gives you default um, error, highlighting the word error or something like that. Then there's another one called log expert, which you can put like regex in there for like warn or error, fail or unable or cannot or not fault. Anyways, 
so that kind of helps you look through. I didn't see anything that really jumped out. I started seeing applications that I didn't need, like cups, which is for printers, and all kinds of crap like Bluetooth, and turning all that off. Um, really unplug any devices that you don't absolutely need. I uninstalled the video drivers out of the kernel. Um, I tried all kinds of stuff, um, which I don't think, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's any of that. Um, I think it's something to do with the, the current build that I have. It's not happy with apps that are running. I'm running mono and all kinds of crazy stuff. So um, I started doing, looking around. I found a post about um, system freezes. And there's apparently different kinds of I.O. schedulers within Linux. There's Noop and Anti-Crepatory and Deadline, which um, that's what I'm using now. You can set it inside of... Grub, or you can set it per, for each disk on boot, and I did both of those just to make sure double D double D um, that I had changed my my scheduler. I did notice faster transmission speeds um, on over USB. Um, it would start out really fast and then drop down to like slow speed. And it would take five minutes to push, and then I did the deadline scheduler and pushed an image um, pretty like three times as fast. So. I, I did definitely fixed the speed of at least transferring to USB, one of those cruiser piece of crap USB drives. So we talked about that. Um, I want to talk about rsync and why it's horrible. You need to download the latest version of rsync and compile it. There's an option called dash dash info equals progress to, which will basically give you what you want. It'll give you a percentage of the total time of how long it's going to take and how much it's transferred thus far and along with that you can add the dash C option if you're copying ver VMs and it will actually check the VMs to make sure because if you don't do a CRC check on the VMs um, you're going to lose data because sometimes the dates don't change or whatever doesn't happen to flag that file to be different and I've lost three months worth of VM data because of that before <coughs> Um, I mentioned firmware stuff. I don't think it's that. Um, it's not different file systems. It's all uh, EXT and NTFS. Um, so I don't think it's any of that stuff. Um, it, it might be a file system thing. I don't know. Because um, I am backing up to NTFS from EXT, uh, EXT4. So, what else have I talked about? TuneFS, uh, the schedulers, um, temperature ranges for the drives are anywhere from 40 to 50. You can use the Smart Control app to help you out with that, um, to show that value. Um, you'll see I have a thing called temperature Celsius change from 112 to 111. Basically, the closer it gets to excuse me, zero, that's the hotter it is. So the number, the less the number, the hotter it is. But really, you just need to look at the actual temperature within Smart, and it'll tell you. Um, no, none of my drives had any errors or anything. Um, it's almost when it like when it hits a big file, and it anywhere from 15 to an hour, it it craps out on me. So um, whole thing freezes, nothing, um, no CPU, anything. So uh, that's where I'm at. Um, so far, I have throttled it down from it was the ranges are anywhere from 70 to 124 locally. I throttled that down to 30, and so far so good. 
Um, hasn't crashed yet. I'm tailing out all the logs that I can possibly see um, while it's running. So if it does dump something out to a log, I can have that. Um, you can also turn on crash dumps, and I don't know if that's on by default, but I might have to turn that on and do some tracing with rsync or something. Um, you can do tracing to binary. Um, I really don't want to do that because that's going to eat up IO, just tracing. Um, I think that pretty much covers everything where I'm at now. So I might be good with this. Uh, I'll definitely update the show notes. Um, I might be good with this IO scheduler being set to deadline. Um, but we'll see. Um, but I will let you guys know in the show notes if, it, if this fixed it or not. And uh, if you have a quick thing to record, just record it on your phone, send it up, or send it to me, and I can get rid of some of the noise for you. And uh, feel free to contribute. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.